your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Thomas Welch, and today we're going to be recapping the Blues loss in Game 2 to the Colorado Avalanche. 6-3, 6-3, to three. we're going to be talking a little bit about Nathan McKinnon's hat trick, his intimidation factor when he's on the ice and how that can relate to this Blues team. We're also going to be talking about how this team can excel, what they can do moving forward, not only in this series, but in the offseason and into next season, what we might be looking at for this team to produce at a level that we expect them to. But before we get into all of that, I do want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you so without further ado here is your tale of the tape for game two nathan mckinnon hat trick now has 21 points against the st louis blues in 10 games this season total have to shut that guy down and i know that's an issue because he's one of the best players in the league but there's no way this team is going to move on from this series, let alone win a game in this series if you don't shut down Nathan McKinnon. Because right now in the playoffs, obviously Connor McDavid's only played one game and they lost that game. But Nathan McKinnon is the best player in the playoffs by far. Maybe Marc-Andre Fleury gives him a run for his money, but this man is playing absolutely out of his mind. You have to shut him down. Other things that stuck out on the stat sheet, Vladimir Tarasenko, zero shots on goal. He is the Blues version of Nathan McKinnon, the closest thing they have to a franchise player, the the closest thing they have to a game breaker in this league. I understand he's a shell of his former self. I understand he's had injuries. I understand all of these things, Uh, but there hasn't been anyone to step up into that role. And Ryan O'Reilly has done it at times when he scored those hat tricks and kind of taken the team by storm and they just kind of follow his lead, Uh, but he doesn't do it consistently. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in our second segment. Fired off a tweet today that was basically asking the question, who on the Blues is intimidating with the puck on their stick? So we'll get into more of that later. But another thing that stuck out on the stat sheet, the Avalanche, 64% from the faceoff dot. The Blues were 35%. I feel like that's been a staple of their game since 2019, especially with Ryan O'Reilly coming here. Uh, it's hard It's hard to win the possession game when you're not winning face-offs and winning the puck back uh, and keeping it within your team. So 64% from the dot bodes extremely well for the Colorado Avalanche because it means they have the puck more and it means they can shoot the puck more. Uh, I like the fact that we dwindled the shots down to 35. All in all, like obviously 6-3, to three, no one ever loves seeing a score like that. But at the end of the day, I think the Blues started figuring out Uh, the way that the Colorado Avalanche play. In that second and third period, cutting that lead to one goal twice um, after the the hit on Justin Falk, uh, after losing Bertuzzo, they kind of bonded together. That goal by Mike Hoffman was absolutely huge to answer the Nathan McKinnon goal. But the Nathan McKinnon goals too, man, like every single goal, I think Tony X tweeted it out, but every single goal, they've got five or six, and our players are in it too. Like, six to seven guys that these pucks are flying through to get on net and Jordan Bennington just absolutely has no way of seeing any of them and so I get like if you guys want to get up in arms about like oh their defense are so much faster and Kale McCarr and Taze and all of these guys like are just brilliant skaters and offensive 
defenseman and they play the puck so well, and that's absolutely true. But that is not the reason that the Blues are losing to the Avalanche. The reason the Blues are losing to the Avalanche is, one, because they don't have an answer for Nathan McKinnon. That much is true after Vladimir Tarasenko tried to deck him, ended up on his back. Ivan Barbashev ended up on his pa- on his back. Probably was a pick play, let's be honest. But Ivan Barbashev, um, one of the leading hitters on the St. Louis Blues, uh, one of your best checkers, gets absolutely throttled by Nathan McKinnon. I don't really know if the Blues have an answer for him physically. Maybe throw Clem Costin in the lineup. I know he's a big hitter. Uh, he would love to get a chance to go after a guy like Nathan McKinnon. I'm not saying like hurt the dude, but like there is no one on the ice right now that can stop Nathan McKinnon from doing what he's doing. And the Blues have to, or they're going to lose this series. It's just simple math. And if you look at the shot totals, too, the Blues had six shots in the first period. The Avalanche had 19. And I feel like we saw that in game one, too. The Avs just come out, guns a-blazing, absolute full force right out of the gate. Blues don't really have an answer for it. Uh, second, in peri- second period and the third period were a little bit different, though. 14 shots for the Blues compared to the Avalanche's nine and 15 shots in the third period for the St. Louis Blues compared to the Avalanche's seven. They both ended up with the same amount of shots on goal. Obviously, I think the Colorado Avalanche did a much better job of getting bodies in front of Jordan Bennington. It's a main reason why they emerged victorious. I think all four of the goals that they scored that weren't empty netters, uh, they had bodies in front of the net. So two of them on the power play for the Avalanche. One for two on the power play for the St. Louis Blues. But I, that's one of the things we've been talking about all season long, right? Is like these defensemen are a little bit undersized. You got guys back there like Jake Wallman, Vince Dunn. Obviously, those guys weren't playing. But Tory Crew kind of fits that mold as well. Justin Falk is an offensive defenseman. Your next heir to the throne is Scotty Perunovic, who's an offensive defenseman. So I, I get going into the offseason, like maybe you do want to get faster. But at the end of the day, like the St. Louis Blues aren't ever built on speed. They're not built on speed and talent and skill. They're built on a system. They're built on grinding pucks. They're built on defense. And so for me, it makes more sense to go after some big bodied guys that can clear the crease because like we said, if you're taking away the eyes of Jordan Bennington, uh, it's going to be hard for him to save shots. If he's if he's wide open one-on-one, I'll take Jordan Bennington over a lot of goalies all day, every day because he's brilliant at making acrobatic saves and saves you don't expect him to. But you take away his eyes, and he's just as good playing goalie blind as a lot of other goalies in the league. So the Blues have to do a better job of clearing that crease, boxing it out. And if they aren't able to do so, like Craig Bruby said in the postgame comments, you got to get out of the way and let him see the puck. And unfortunately for the Blues, that did not happen last night. So we've been talking about how defense is a big part of the St. Louis Blues team and why they've been successful in years past. Unfortunately for them, that part is not working right now. But if you have a part... For your car that's not working right now, you got to check out rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business. 
serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you guys. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the X Factor that is Nathan McKinnon, the spark he provides for the Colorado Avalanche, how the Blues will attempt to stifle him in these next coming games at home, and if the Blues have any players like him or anywhere close to that intimidation he brings on their entire roster. So don't go anywhere. So I fired out the tweet asking the question, do the St. Louis Blues have anyone on their roster right now that opposing teams have to plan for? That brings an intimidation factor when the puck is on their stick. It doesn't even matter if they cover everyone else. It doesn't even matter if everyone does their job. They can still take the game into their own hands, go above and beyond in terms of talent and skill and individuality, and score on their own and be that game breaker that we constantly talk about. Because I don't know about you guys, but from watching Nathan McKinnon, uh, he skates differently than everyone on the ice. He has uh, the ambition. He has the desire to take the game into his hands. And obviously he's a team player, but at the end of the day, in the playoffs or when the lights are brightest, he can absolutely take the game into his own hands and say, I'm going to put us up by two goals based on what I'm doing because I'm that good at hockey. And I don't think the Blues truly, at least yet, have anyone on their entire roster that brings that type of determination. We saw it in years past with Vladimir Tarasenko. Like I said earlier, obviously, that Vladimir Tarasenko hasn't been seen lately. I don't know if we'll ever see him again, unfortunately. Uh, But for the St. Louis Blues, I feel like the closest thing that could be comparable would be Mike Hoffman. And it's not even just his one-timer aspect on the power play. I feel like when you think of guys who are able to score goals by themselves, Mike Hoffman can score goals by himself if he has the space just by shooting on goal. And it doesn't really matter where he's at on the ice, as we've seen throughout this year. Uh, he has a very long-range sniper when it comes to shooting. He's one of the best shots in the league and has been for a while now. He can also make men miss. He can also uh, distribute the puck to other people. Uh, so you have to give him that cushion and respect that, oh, he's not always going to shoot every time he has the puck. And I think that's what makes him so lethal. And I think that's a big reason why, in my opinion, the Blues should absolutely uh, make a conscious effort to bring him back and extend him past this year. Because if you're not having Vladimir Tarasenko on the ice to do that, and he's not doing that consistently, and you let Mike Hoffman walk at the end of this year, our offense diminishes greatly. And if you look at the stats, I mean, the guy's third on the team in goals, and he was used incorrectly for like half the season. Wasn't even getting the ice time on the power play, throwing him on the third and fourth line, even scratching him at times. Mike Hoffman absolutely brings an offensive talent to this team uh, that they've been missing for a while now. In that same breath, I feel like you can put Jordan Cairo in that conversation of the guy that having the puck on his stick, you have to respect 
what he brings offensively because he can absolutely turn on the afterburners, uh, wrap it around the goal, wreak havoc all by himself. We saw it with the toe drag on Saad. Oh my God, that was a vicious toe drag. And just, I feel like the ceiling for Jordan Cairo is absolutely above the stars. Uh, if he can build his base, maybe get his legs a little bit thicker. Um, so he doesn't lose that speed, but he also is 10 times harder to get knocked off of the puck. I think the work ethic is there. I think the desire to be a superstar is there. And we could very well see an emergence of Jordan Cairo. I think that's the closest thing, in my opinion, that the St. Louis Blues have to a guy like Nathan McKinnon. Because you take a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, who obviously has all the accolades in the world that you want from a captain. He does all the right things. but And offensively speaking, he does not bear uh, the same the same danger factor, right? Because the big thing you think of when you think of Ryan O'Reilly is his stick play, his defense, uh, his vision. He's a good shooter, but a lot of times on breakaways, like he misses the net or doesn't pot the backhander. Ryan O'Reilly's more of a playmaker than a goal scorer, if you ask me. And that's fine. And that's, and that's absolutely what the St. Louis Blues team needed when you talk about uh, years ago, being on the hunt for a number one center, trading for Braden Shen, and not really working out. And then you finally get Ryan O'Reilly and you win a Stanley Cup. That's exactly what this team needed to distribute pucks to your goal scorers like Vladimir Tarasenko. Unfortunately, Vladimir Tarasenko hasn't been scoring a lot of goals and zero shots on goal last night isn't really going to help those numbers either. But you know who did lead the St. Louis Blues in shots on goal last night? That is right, Tory Krug. I know, kind of weird. Five shots on goal, but tied for second with your captain, Ryan O'Reilly, was Jordan Kyrou. So I feel like all the things that I mentioned before, uh, this kid is absolutely something special. We could be witnessing the next elite goal scorer emerging for the St. Louis Blues, but that's going to take time. And unfortunately for the St. Louis Blues, against the Colorado Avalanche of all teams, uh, that is something that they don't have, especially going down two games to nothing. Now, to give the Avs credit, they played two games at home that they were supposed to win after a season where they went 22-4-2 on their home ice. So now the series shifts and the Blues will be playing at home on their own ice after going 12-11-5 there this season. So the Blues were a much better road team this year than a home team, um, but it's going to be important for them to win these games coming up on home ice. We've seen this team do it before, catch everybody by surprise in the playoffs. If there was anyone that could turn around a 2-0 deficit in a series against a team like the Colorado Avalanche, I would pick the Blues over anybody, if you ask me. And to do that, like we talked about earlier on in this season, the guys that are getting paid the big bucks, the big money makers, the first liners, the headliners for this team have to step up. Tory Krug is your leading point getter for the St. Louis Blues right now with two points. He's also leading the team in shots on goal with eight. This is also the same Tory Krug that's, by statistics, had one of the worst seasons of his career in his first year in St. Louis. Braden Shen has one goal, one point in this playoffs, is a minus four. Ryan O'Reilly has zero goals, zero assists in this playoffs, is a minus six. Vladimir Tarasenko has zero goals, Zero assists, zero points in this playoffs is a minus four. And Jaden Schwartz has zero points in this playoffs is a minus three. And that just simply can't happen. Specifically for Jaden Schwartz, Ryan O'Reilly, and Braden Shen. When you match up them against the top line of the Avalanche, it should be a lot closer 
than a minus six, especially for a player that prides himself on his defense like Ryan O'Reilly. Who also, by the way, when we traded for him, one of the biggest things about Ryan Riley and one of the reasons uh, he's been so good for so many teams in so many years is he is a master of the faceoff dot, continually, year after year, in the top 5, 10 players in faceoff percentage. 30%, let me repeat that, 30% from the faceoff dot in last night's game. Cannot happen. Completely out of the norm for a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. And the team, obviously... After the hat tricks we saw at the end of the season, this team goes as Ryan O'Reilly goes. So you have to set the tone as the captain. You have to set the tone as the leader of this team for the level of play that you expect from the rest of the team. Unfortunately, for the St. Louis Blues, that's not happening right now from Ryan O'Reilly. But fortunately for the St. Louis Blues, I would absolutely bet on Ryan O'Reilly to bounce back, especially at home in front of the fans. So if you're looking for a spot to make that bet, you got to go to betonline.ag because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and so are the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can track all of the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs to win Lord Stanley. So head over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On. For a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. When we come back, a little bit of breaking news from the St. Louis Blues. They recalled a defenseman from the Utica Comets. Might mean something, might not mean anything, but we're going to dive into it when we return, so don't go anywhere. The St. Louis Blues announced 30 minutes ago at 4 o'clock today that they've recalled defenseman Tyler Tucker from the Utica Comets of the AHL. He was the Blues' 7th round draft pick in 2018, but if there was ever a 7th rounder to get excited about, it's Tyler Tucker. He's 6'2", weighs 205 pounds, but you wouldn't know that from his skating ability. If I'm not mistaken and my memory serves me correctly, earlier this season he tried out for the St. Louis Blues as a forward. Because in 2018 with the Barry Colts, he scored 14 goals. That is 14 goals as a defenseman, 45 assists for 59 points on the season in 68 games played. In 2019, he scored 17 goals and 39 assists for 56 points in 55 games on the season. Better than a point per game as a defenseman. Now, this season with the Utica Comets, it was a little weird. 27 games played, one goal, uh, six assists for seven points on the season. But as we all know, the Utica Comets were being shared with the Vancouver Canucks. So there was a lot of jostling for playing time. And I know there was some controversy with Joel Hofer getting some starts at the end of their season too. So, But you want to talk about an offensive defenseman that has the size and the speed to compete at the NHL level, the playmaking and the goal-scoring ability. There are far and few in the Blues system 
like Tyler Tucker. So there's a lot to be excited about uh, if he does enter the lineup. And with injuries to Robert Bertuzzo, who probably has a concussion, and Justin Falk, who definitely has a concussion, it looks like Tyler Tucker is going to be getting some playing time. Unfortunately, Tyson Jost will not be suspended. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about that hit. I get elbows fly up and things, but Robert Bertuzzo getting concussed after he was already had a concussion earlier this season uh, just doesn't rub me the right way. I get it's a hockey play, all those things, but Kadri's hit is absolutely unforgivable. Uh, repeat offender, does it every year in the playoffs, going out there headhunting when he doesn't need to either. It's like the same thing. I mean, he's not the same player as Tom Wilson. Let's get it, let's get it straight. But at, it's the same conversation, right? It's like these players, Kadri has done pretty well in the playoffs. He's a good player for a lot of teams in the playoffs. There's no reason for him to just go flying around trying to hurt people and then actually hurting his team in the process. It just makes absolutely no sense to me. There's no place for it in this league. Uh, and so hopefully... With an emphasis on hopefully they act accordingly and suspend him for the rest of the series and who knows how much longer. But at the end of the day, the St. Louis Blues are almost out of time to be turning around this series. They're going to need a big performance from someone. That someone might be Ryan O'Reilly picking his play back up to the level that we know that he's capable of. Maybe it's Braden Shen. Maybe it's Jaden Schwartz helping shut down that first line of the Colorado Avalanche. Maybe that someone is Clem Costin comes in, makes a statement, puts Nathan McKinnon on his back with a hit. Who knows? Maybe that someone is Tyler Tucker coming in, making his debut and showing Blues fans why the front office has him so high on their prospect list. But like I said, I think the Blues are running out of time, but we're definitely running out of time on this episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Locker Room at 12 or 15. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. Let's hope the boys have some fight left in them to make this series interesting. And as always, let's go Blues.